Hi, welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you. Thank you for your company. It really is such a pleasure to have this opportunity to speak with you. And I'm just picking up on what I was talking about previously in the arena of support. And I was saying that the first port of call for support in an eating disorder or disordered eating experience would be a medical doctor, a health physician, someone who can look at what you are doing and I pray there's someone that can understand that you are currently coping with your life the best way you can. And um, I would recommend that you actually ring around if you need to. Word of mouth is always fantastic. Um, the Eating Disorder Association in your country or your uh, state or territory, wherever you are, would be a very good place to call to get... Um, maybe some GPs that are switched on in this area, and I'm, that is in no means, but I don't mean that to be disrespectful to GPs at all. I think they do an amazing job. To be a general physician means you need to know a lot about a huge amount, absolutely amazing. And I know my own GP is one of the most amazing and dedicated women I've ever met. She is amazing, Dr. Thin Lin Lee. Manly, fantastic. Um, big plug for her. But there's, you know, GPs do a fantastic job. But, you know, they have to be across so much information that they may not feel like they've just, you know, got enough space or time to give that to someone in this space. I, I don't think that's the case. But all I want to say to you is don't give up if you haven't found someone who is empathic and supportive of your situation. Um... Ask around, certainly your eating disorder association. Um, the other thing I'm going to do is on my website, I have a list of um, contacts that are the eating disorder foundations that I'm aware of in various countries. And you should be able to Google and just find that in your own space. So we were talking about support and I was talking about medical support. So that's obviously one thing. Um, so I'm going to write this up on my trusty um, whiteboard, I love that, medical support, that would be primary. Um, there's also self-support, you know, look, I'm a big believer in self-support, but I think that might be something to come back to in another video, because when I talk about self-support, I'm actually talking about that healthy part of you, and there is a healthy part of you, there is a part of you that is healthy, it may not, it might be hard to hear that healthy voice sometimes, but there is a healthy part of you that um, thinks you're worth, surely you deserve something by now and is hungry to take in some good food and, and wants to look after yourself. But you may not have had a lot of modelling or a lot of experience and as you get beaten down in the eating disorder and by the voices, that healthy self can feel really little. If that's the case for you, you should be working with a therapist, a counsellor, a therapist, a health professional that is experienced in this area and that can help facilitate you to get more in touch with that healthy self and strengthen that part of you in um, conjunction with the other aspects of the eating disorder. That's the thing with an eating disorder. You've got to attack the whole problem. You've got to attack... I mean that in a nice way. You've got to manage. You've got to come off the eating disordered cycle. You've got to start to eat regularly. 
that feels like a ridiculous thing to say to someone who's battling to to do that. But you've got to stop the restrictions. At some point, you've got to do that. You will not come off the eating disorder tre treadmill while you continue restricting and purging. Uh, you may keep binging, but a meal plan, you know, I've actually done, um, I used to run a, a workshop called Women Worth Their Weight. It was a 10-week program, and I've actually just uploaded and am still in the process of just um, finalizing that, um, that material into an online course. And because I know that it's just such a great way to access information. So many of us are mobile now. It's supportive. It's private. That's good and bad. It's hard, you know, to put up material to a general audience. Um, I'm going to have a bit of a, a take-in, um, intake process in that. And I'm certainly going to be... Um, put in some parameters around that because safety is really important when you're dealing with people in this area and I guess the, the thing I'm trying to do here in this particular um, video today is just really encourage you the person at the end of this to consider the support that you have in your life you may be accessing things like a YouTube channel or a podcast but before and in conjunction with doing that, you really need to think about the level of support that you need. If you, I would suspect everyone has some support, that you are not totally alone. We just cannot survive on our own. We're not designed to survive on our own. And an eating disorder will isolate you. It will bring you shame and um, you may, it, you know, it's, it's such a bugger because it sets you up to fail on so many levels and it's not you you are not hopeless you are not an idiot the eating disorder will lead you to feel like you are but you are not those things don't let the eating disorder isolate you don't let the eating disorder stop you from reaching out for help there is help there are helplines there's a 24 7 helpline here in Australia and you can go to my website to find that um, michellesparks.com and no doubt there are the same sort of supports in the country that you are in. There is help. There is support. There are some um, peer support groups on Facebook. And, you you know, I've seen some really good ones. There was one that I was docking into quite a bit. Um, anorexia, Ednos, anorexia, bulimia and Ednos support. I'm not sure where. I've, they seem to have disappeared off my radar. I'm not sure why, but... Um, there are some good support groups that are pro-recovery, but I just, and, and, and people, you know, it's a fantastic forum to talk to others where there are some guidelines about, you know, not using triggering photos or triggering, trigger warnings. You give people a trigger warning about the things you say, and they are generally, and this one that I was looking at was really very supportive, and I really commended the people that were looking after that support, that, that Facebook platform but it's very difficult because you've got all sorts of people coming in and you can't it's it's very hard to uh you know you can't police that and all I can say to you the person at the other end of this is be aware that someone else who is struggling with an eating disorder currently they will they will probably go through ebbs and flows in terms of their ability to support you when they're in a good space, they will be able to encourage you. When they're not, or when they are feeling perhaps, you know, the eating disorder can make people competitive. 
um, because it lies to you about your specialness. That is honestly what the flipping eating disorder does. You are special. You do not need an eating disorder to be unique. In fact, the eating disorder will actually make you more like all the other people struggling with an eating disorder. They are unique people, but once you get on that eating disorder treadmill, guess what? We all start to behave in pretty standard ways. Isn't that interesting? Honestly, if the eating disorder presented, I would choke it. It is such a liar. It robs you of such life. And it, it lies to you. You are unique. You don't have to prove it. And you do deserve life. And I can tell you that with every ounce of my being, I know that you deserve life regardless of what your experience is, regardless of how trashed you have felt by life and circumstances and perhaps people, I would imagine. You are worth life. You deserve life. Your experience has not changed that. And you know, you are loved. And you are chosen. You're chosen to be here. I can say that with all the conviction of my heart from the space I come from now, which is, is a faith space, but it's not just a head space, it's a heart space. It's an experiential space. And I know, as I know for myself, I know that you are loved unconditionally and that you are chosen, that you're not a mistake. Even if your parents didn't want you, you are not a mistake. And you need to experience that. And that's where I think the spiritual, you know, getting in touch with the God that created you with love, that chose you and did not reject you, that wants to uphold and support and comfort and counsel and speak to you with truth and love and gentleness and mercy and grace. That God who wants to be a father to us in the most beautiful way a father can be. Whatever images you may have of father, the God who is our father is spectacular. He is full of love. There's no darkness, no shadow of turning. You know, I'm getting off a track here, but you know, honestly, I think perhaps, look, I can bring a lot to the table in this domain of eating disorders as a physio, as a counsellor, as someone who's been trained in ministry and pastoral care, as a long-term recovered person who's walked through anorexia, ednos and binge eating. Um, I can bring a lot to the table, but you know, I think the most profound healing, the base of healing that I have experienced is in that spiritual domain. And I think I've talked about that in another video. Oops, there it is. And you can put it in your own frame, but, but certainly that experience of unconditional love and value and of a sense of security that is within me but my roots are going down through me into the God that created me. So it's not like I've become this puppet on a string. I've become more myself than ever. Uh, uh, a minister that I respect with great, I have the greatest respect for, Phil Pringle. Um, he's an artist and just an amazing man who loves God. And um, I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to be in his congregation. And um, long story. But he talks about, um, you know, God doesn't want to crush your personality. He doesn't want to make you into some cookie cutter Christian or anything like that. He 
created you unique and wonderful. And when he gets on your life, it's not like he wants to do those things. It's like oil coming on wood. And you know when oil comes on wood and it brings out the grain and it brings out the beauty of the wood. That's, he gave that as an illustration. I thought it was beautiful. So look, it's amazing how time gets away. But I'm talking about support. I reckon this, God, love, unconditional. You know, human beings, even the best human relationships, can let us down. We can feel betrayed. We do it ourselves. We're, because we're finite human beings. But God is infinite. And infinite in his love. We are as unconditional with people as we can be. But we're not perfect. And our love does wax and wane at times. It can get stretched. It can grow a little cold. We can get snipey and all sorts of things, can't we? And the person at the end of our heart can feel that and as a young person that can really shape some difficult spaces as we grow through the adolescent and young adult years where a lot of these eating disorder problems emerge. Um, anyway, so medical support, self-support, I'm going to come back to that. That's your healthy self. I'll come back to that in another video. Peer support, maybe on Facebook. I just wanted to um, flag that someone who is currently going through an eating disorder or in a disordered eating experience they can be a peer. They cannot, with respect, um, just be, have your wise cap on and have your wise heart. Listen to your heart. If you're not sure that they're giving you good advice or they're for you or maybe they're competing with you, it's not that they're a bad person. They just might be having a bad day or a bad moment and they might just be struggling themselves and not giving you the best advice. Maybe they're not really listening to you because what you're saying is really triggering for them. So just be really careful of that. Self-peer mentor. Mentor, that's someone who has come out the other side, is recovered. Now that person can be of real significant support for you. I'm not saying this person can't be, but be aware. A trusted friend who doesn't have an eating disorder, who loves you and who is for you, that can be a good support. A mentor, a coach, a counsellor, a therapist, they can be a good support for you. What I'm saying, and I need to wrap this one up, is that you need to take some responsibility to make sure that you, if you are tracking stuff online, social media, you need to be in a place where you have support. Not everything out there is good. Not everything out there is true. Not everything out there is helpful. You need to be discerning and you need some support around your world. So, with all my heart, I just want to say that to you here. You can jump on my website if you want to find some of the uh, support areas in your um, sphere. But just Google, and you'll, you know, you can obviously find some great reputable sources. First point of call GP, medical support. And um, hit me up with your questions, michellesparks.com, mp underscore sparks at Twitter love to continue to just, you know, speak to the things that you want to have addressed. Okay.